This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the internet. Here again is John McElroy. Welcome to our internet discussion all about advertising and marketing in the automotive business with Gene Halliday of Advertising Age, David Kiley of Business Week, and Bub, Bud Liebler, former Chrysler executive, now running the, the Liebler Group. And Gene, when we were left in uh, the broadcast version of, uh, of, of the show, we were talking about giving away free gas, and then we were starting to get into the, the Hyundai Assurance Program and how they are selling cars by telling people, hey, don't worry if you lose your job, we'll take over the car payments. What do you think of that kind of approach? I thought, as soon as I heard about that program, I thought it was brilliant. It just addressed all the consumer confidence issues, the fear of buying, the fear of losing your job. It was brilliant. I, I absolutely, and copied, as we know. I mm. thought it was brilliant, and I salute them for that. Do we know if it's worked? They claim it's working. Um, we know that they're selling a lot of fleet this year, um, but overall for the six months of this year, Hyundai brand sales are down 11% and they're gaining share. So they're doing Right, down 11% we're down in this market. market. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like bragging. Yeah. Look how good we're so doing. They're doing, yeah. they're what, doing. What do you make, David? Is it just fleet or do you think this this well, ad campaign's moving the I pedal? think the, the ad campaign and also they just offered a buck forty nine gas for a year for people who buy a new Hyundai. This is the sort of stuff that gets people going to the internet to find out what other people are saying about Hyundai, to look at the models for the first time. Fewer than, I asked Hyundai this last week, fewer than 10 people actually have availed themselves of that if you lose your job. Well, what? Yeah, fewer than 10. Wow. Um, you know, so it doesn't cost them anything. It's total psychology and, and um, you know, a, so t in that degree, they're, they're... I might be the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> they're, but their hits, their internet hits are, are way up. And, um, and, and, you know, the thing about Hyundai, You've driven the new the new new cars though, yeah. and and they are really really overachieving on what they deliver in a product. They're screwed together right. They feel great. They drive nice. Um, uh, the, you know the problem is that is that logo in the middle of the steering wheel. Sometimes, if you're driving a Veracruz SUV that that stickers out at thirty six thousand dollars. You just, that's still where they need to go, that connection between $36,000 and the Hyundai logo. Well, I'll give you a secret, they're gonna drop the Veracruz. <laughs> but, but Ford and General Motors followed kinda quickly on the heels Ford, of Hyundai yeah. with the assurance program, do you, do you think? Well, a, I, do, do you think it worked? And, and B, do you think it's a smart move to quickly copy what your competition is doing? When, if you think it's working, I think it's a good idea, yeah. And, and I do think it's working, even if only 10 people have taken it. I mean, a lot of people talked about it, and suddenly people were talking about a brand that they hadn't been talking about that much before. So, yeah, I think it worked, and I think Ford did a good job with their program. I don't know if it's working there. Um, do you know? I yeah, don't know. I don't know any of the details. We know that Ford, Ford like well. Hyundai, yeah, Ford's is doing not well, yeah. half bad, in, yeah. all things considered. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not as big a disaster as no, right. any of the others. I bet as long as we're talking about companies, how about Subaru is basically flat from a year ago? I mean, they're the most overachieving company. Their sales have not gone down at all. No. At all. Yeah, at all. They're Point phenomenal. And now they're kind of a niche player. You know, they only sell about 200,000 vehicles in this market a right. year. But man, those guys, they, recession, what recession? That should be their tagline. I, they, they haven't slowed down at all. They, um, their products, I think, you know, their, their products appeal to people who really are, what, what's the rational side of your brain is the right brain, right? Is that left brain yeah, of emotion? Is so. that a, right uh, brain's a really right brain people? I mean, I happen to have a Subaru myself. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
but you know, and they ha and they really did a nice job with their newest product. The the Forester um, is a terrific upgrade from the old one. They got a new legacy coming out, uh, Outback, and um, with good styling. That's that's been one of their downfalls. Good styling. Their styling is, you know, it's interesting. They really, I think, they screwed up on the Tribeca big time. It hasn't sold well, and it's been sort of an outlier. Nobody quite knows what to make of it. But on their bread and butter stuff, the Impreza Forester Outback. People keep coming back, you know. I asked Tom Dahl, who is one of their top-level executives, I said, well, what's the deal here? What's the secret? You know, how can you guys be doing so well when the rest of the market's dead? And he felt, you know, good product is, of course, it. But two years ago, they started repricing their cars. And they said, this is nonsense to put, you know, several thousand dollars on the hood. Let's just cut the price. And, yeah, we'll put some money on the hood because everyone's got to have money on the hood, some sort of sales incentive. And they actually priced the cars to where they were truly transacting, right. and bingo, that's all it took. That's like well, the that's Hyundai formula, fabulous. isn't it? I think they, they simplified the build back in the fall mm -hmm. of 98 and, and, and repriced. And Sup then, yeah, yeah. Subaru I, I also has put the warranty on it, yeah. 100000 Subaru also has extraordinary residual value. I can, tell, I can tell you, when I went to look for a used Subaru. Oh, there aren't any. No, you can find them, but there you're astonished at the prices. I mean, uh, you know, Foresters with... 35, 40,000 miles on them, and you can find them, and you're like, God, I could buy a new, you know, Chevy really? for this. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. Because people buy them and keep them. Yeah. yeah. They do. No, that's, yeah. and, and you know what, too? That's the other thing that the uh, Subaru people told me. They stay in the family. Somebody goes and buys a new car, they give it to the kids or to a brother or sister or whatever it is. So, yeah, there aren't that many out there because they, they hold on to them. Hey, what do you guys make of this Audi diesel ad? Mm. We're, they're not even talking about Audi. They're just talking about diesel. It's, they're, they're on a mission from God to, <laughs> to promote clean diesel, you know, the diesel vehicles in this country. And, uh, you know, there's been so much activity, lack of activity in diesel because you've had Hyundai and Ford and GM all delay or put on the shelf plans to bring diesel um, light trucks or cars. Um, but uh, but the Germans are out there, you know, they've got these cars and they need to sell them and they want to sell them because it creates great economies of scale because they sell so many in Europe. Um, and Audi, it's not just the ad. Audi's been on a campaign, uh, which I, I wrote about recently on, on, uh, on the magazine's website. They've been having these dinners with uh, key influencers in Washington and California and all of it to push the idea that clean diesel, you know, should rival uh, hybrids, you know, in terms of our, our alternate propulsion strategy. Um, an Audi executive said a funny thing to me. He said, uh, you know what, no problem getting a photo op with an elected or an appointed official with a hybrid. Try doing that with a diesel vehicle. You can't do it. That's <laughs> they've they've got a huge, a huge hurdle yeah. to climb on that thing. I mean, diesels, when they came to this country, what, 20 years ago, they just left such a terrible taste in everyone's mouth. The noise, the smell, the, the lack of response and all that kind of stuff. You drive diesels in Europe now. You don't even know you're driving a diesel. No. Or even the ones that we have here <coughs> are, are pretty Or the ones, yes, yeah, sure. But, sure. But should a car company be advertising a technology? And then very discreetly at the end say, oh, by the way, this is Audi. I mean, has, have others ever really done that before? I don't know if anyone's done that specifically. Um, 
Would, do you think I, it's I, a good I, idea for a car company I, to advertise a yeah. technology? Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I mean, the first guy there, if, if diesel technology takes off and Audi's remembered, they're shown as the leader, they'll be there. They're always going to be number one then. Yeah. Gene, what do you <coughs> think? Should I car think, companies be advertising technologies? Well, they are. Audi's at the end of the ad, so yeah. uh, they are advertising. And they have been on tour, as Mercedes has been on tour, too, to try to and BMW to try to educate the the American public on the benefits of clean diesel, which we have a ways to go there. By the way, what's interesting about is the little sort of quasi-political thing that's a big part of that campaign, that it's a government statistic that if one, and they said they keep repeating it, it's all over Facebook, if one-third of us drove clean diesel, we could eliminate the imported oil from Saudi Arabia that we take in every year. So right. that's kind of that econ a little economic security, national security thing that they're getting out there too, and that's what they're hoping actually plays with the policymakers to try to get more favorable tax treatment for diesel fuel, try to get better incentives for clean diesel vehicles and put them more on a par with hybrids. I think you're right, they have to do it. I mean, they're building them, they've, they've, they've staked a claim on them, and I think they've got to get it out there, and, and, and they can possibly get some money out of the United States government, and what a coup that would be for them. And, and the people that drive diesels love them. Oh, yeah. They, they, they absolutely Look, love the only them. problem with diesels is our emission standards are so strict, it adds thousands of dollars of cost to an engine that's, that's already right. thousands of dollars above a gas engine. That's right. the problem. That's but, Gene, problem. we were just talking about hybrids. The uh, final ad that we need to talk about, this Prius ad. What do you make of this? I mean, it's... Uh, it's brilliantly produced. I mean, I thought it was all CG computer generated at first, and no, these are all like actors doing all this stuff. What, what do you make of the ad? The art direction is wonderful. It's a great idea, but I am probably in the minority here. I don't like it. It's a little bit too full of glee, almost a little smug, and uh, I, I don't really like it. And, and I should note also that in May, it was the most recalled TV commercial, uh, according to Nielsen, car or non-car. So, mm. wow, and, talk and, about breakthrough, uh, yes. the clutter. Engagement, engagement. It's very know. Why? What worked? What worked? It's just very beautiful to look yeah, at. It's so. surprising. It's, 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 it, the art direction is beautiful. The music, it's, it's, it's very The well engagement done. on this ad is off the charts, and that's what it's all about these days is how well you can engage people. This is a sort of ad that if you have DVR'd a show and you're ad skipping, it's so beautiful that I think it would make people stop. They're, they're, you know, blown well, to the Well, not me, because the only way I've actually seen the ad, except for prepare for this show, yeah. I've only seen it in fast-forward motion. Yeah. <laughs> do you like it? I do. I think it. I think it reeks of optimism at a time when people need to see optimism, um, and I just think it's so visually arresting uh, that it's just it gets it gets people's attention for the most part. Um, uh, I did notice yeah. that. I was like, oh wow, look at that ad! But I didn't stop. Yeah. That was my. But fault. you know, Prius is a, and it's a very good time for Prius because they've got the Honda Insight coming to market, which is been you know priced a little bit below the Honda finally got the styling right they think by copying the Prius it would seem um, with and, tracing paper yeah I mean, that's how close right copy and is. and you've got the Ford Fusion hybrid out there making noise which is and, almost selling as well as the Insight by the way yeah I mean I was astonished they said like 40 percent or something like that of Fusion sales were were hybrids I mean it's amazing that's an amazingly high number for you know for, for that so so much for the for criticizing the strategy of not giving the hybrid its own name and for it it seems to be doing very well one last one we have to absolutely get to and but I'll, I'll, I'll turn to you to start on this 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 Buick ad 
that is clearly aimed at a lower demographic. And again, sort of the same thing. You don't know what the ad's about until the very end where the Buick logo is. When you say a lower demographic, lower age lower demographic. Age demographic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're aiming at a higher demographic. So. Right. I actually think it's terrific. Um, I was a believer for a long time that the, the brand that ought to go away is Buick. And it should go to China because they love them in China and keep Pontiac here. Well, they didn't do that, so fine. So if you've got Buick, you have got to change the perception of that car. I mean, it's just your father's Oldsmobile, it's your grandfather's that Buick. That campaign didn't work either. That didn't either. And I think, I think this new campaign will get people to take a look, stop and look at what's that all about. And you've got to look quick to see Buick, but that shows a little bit of confidence in Hutzpah, too. So. I will humbly disagree with my friend Bud. I think this is a very indulgent ad. I think that more than ever, Buick needs clarity and coherency around, around what this product line and what this brand is. The very idea that you don't know that it's Buick, unless you know the logo, which comes up uh, you know, a few times in the ad until the end, it's just, it's, it's the definition of, I think, what this brand does not need right now. Well, let me just say, I, I think they need clarity and coherency around the brand, too. I don't know if they have it around the brand itself. So this particular ad may be while we're getting there. And I, then if you can reach out and put the Buick name in front of this younger age, more sophisticated, more, no, no slams, <laughs> more upscale uh, kind of demographic and get them to think twice about a Buick, which they would never have done a year ago. You know, I think there's some value only to it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Second, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This you is advertising. Other advertising. What do you think? Just... One, only General Motors could have Tiger Woods pushing Buick when they had no interesting product to sell and then let him go just as the <laughs> new interesting product arrives. Only General Motors could manage that trick. I know, because the General. Enclave is a beautiful vehicle. It yes. And I mean, but it's almost like they're talking to themselves, saying it's beautiful, having the photographer in that commercial saying it's beautiful. I mean, we can see for ourselves it's beautiful. But if they really want to position it, they could talk about the quality. They, they have a good quality story. They've got a great story. quality story. You Absolutely. know, why is it different than it was? Tell me why there's a renaissance. It, you know, not you can't just not a laundry list, but I, that commercial just is. Um, I scratch my head when I see it's it. Adver it. You know what? It's advertising that looks like advertising, and to me, that is the kiss of death today. It just it looks like it's off a reel of ten other. I spots. don't know if it looks like advertising. I mean, I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. I don't know whether it looks yeah, like it's a part of a TV show or, or what it is, which is why I might have to stop and look at it and say, "What the hell is going on here?" Mm. Well, it was standout enough for us to talk about it. At least we're talking about it. So that's a good step forward. But we're going to have to wrap it up. So Gene Halliday, thanks so much. David Kiley, Bud Liebler, thank you. And thank you. Thank all of you who have tuned in to watch.